Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. What are these scum back there? That's what they are. You have, you have no idea how bad they are. You have no idea. You have no idea how dishonest some of the reporters are. That work for... No, no. That work for CNN... That work, frankly, for NBC. Frankly, the Washington Post. Frankly, the New York Times. That's an oldie but a goodie, President Trump. He was on to them very early on, wasn't he? Yes, he was. The New York Times has a headline today, speaking of which. The headline is, Trump could clinch the nomination before the GOP knows if he's a felon. What did he rob? Which bribes did he take from Ukraine and China? And What kind of a criminal enterprise does his family have ongoing? Your New York Times. The federal election interference case, which is ironically federal election interference in and of itself, one of four is set to start just before Super Tuesday. Yeah, the day before. It's Super Monday. And a cascade of consequential primaries. Well, that's the whole point of the timing of everything, isn't it? Obviously. Don't be ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That's your Democrat Party. They, uh, they are really something. Their history is a stain on humanity. The history of the Democrat Party, this is actually true. This isn't rhetoric. <laughs> the history of the Democrat Party, the true history of the Democrat Party, is a stain on human history, not just on themselves or on American history. It's, it's uh, much bigger than that. It is a stain on human history. But there's the New York Times. They're very, very upset about that. Very upset indeed. And another uh, related story, the uh, left-wing radicals at Mediaite. Mediaite, they've got a uh, website. And uh, they should be shut down and jailed, shouldn't it? Uh, it should be sh- shut down uh, Mediaite and jail them, right? Just kidding. But that's the, uh, that's the left. That's the way that they're bringing the country. Here's the headline today at uh, Mediaite. Tucker Carlson's latest go-to for attention question mark Trump getting assassinated that's the headline typed up by Tommy Christopher somebody named Tommy Christopher not a very manly name is it no Tommy Christopher I'm telling you former president Donald Trump's looming hypothetical assassination is on the verge of becoming a go-to for Tucker Carlson it's on the verge you see it's verging to try to get attention. Yeah, he can't get enough attention. That's his problem. You know, 250 million views on the Trump interview. Probably what he's worried about is getting attention. That's it. I think Mediaite's worried about getting attention. 
having a little tantrum. They need a timeout, have to sit on the bottom step in their diapers. So uh, Tucker has tried to get attention as he navigates post-Fox News media life. Uh, you know, really, you guys couldn't be more wrong. There are four things wrong with that opening sentence. Trump skipped a debate moderated by Fox News anchors Brett Baer and Martha McCallum to do Tucker Carlson's X show in an interview that was simulcast on Real America's Voice, and that uh, took a lot of dark turns, did nothing of the kind. Now, why they're writing this story today, I just don't know, but they've uh, gone back, kind of like Jen Psaki, they've circled back to the Trump interview just to attack Tucker Carlson by suggesting that he's uh, starved for attention, which is comical. You know, <laughs> a, boy, is that the opposite of the truth? He'd probably like to be left alone more, uh, more than anything. But he's uh, doing what Tucker Carlson does, and uh, nobody's better at it than Tucker Carlson. So Tucker Carlson's latest go-to for attention, Trump getting assassinated. Now, since uh, the radical left-wing extremists at Mediaite brought this up, and they're still referring back to the Trump interview, um, and he did ask President Trump twice during that. Maybe Mediaite just got around to watching it or something. Still clicking, still getting more clicks, more views. But uh, Tucker Carlson did bring up twice during the course of the interview, if I recall correctly, the possibility of someone trying to murder him, you know, President Trump, because everybody knows this. I've been talking about it for first mentioned it months ago, mentioned it again weeks ago. I've heard others talking about it and uh, becoming apoplectic and going to town on the subject uh, in the past couple of weeks as well. Uh, And I've been saying for quite some time, Gosh, I don't think that being the head of President Trump's Secret Service detail would be the most desirable job in the world right now. See, I speak in, uh, you know, uh, uh, pleasantries and uh, try to keep it polite and not psychotic. But the, uh, the reality is, of course, that the left is extremely violent and they have demonstrated their, their desire, their willingness to, to perpetrate political violence. Um, John F. Kennedy, after all, was assassinated either by a communist right? Or the CIA, you know, when they still haven't released the documents. Um, but uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, commie, rifle, man liquor, uh, not a slur, and all that, just an Italian rifle. Uh, of course, the first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln. He freed the slaves, took the slaves away from the Democrats, who were the slavers, because they're Democrats, and they're still looking to enslave the whole country now, uh, because they're leftists leftists, and uh, see the 20th century, if you don't know what I'm talking about. And, of course, uh, let's see, Teddy Roosevelt was shot. Ronald Reagan was shot. Um, uh, Name me a Democrat president that was shot. Name me a Democrat president that was. uh, Gerald Ford, they tried to assassinate him, him, him twice, including Squeaky Fromm of the Manson family, clearly a Democrat family. You know, it's the last nuclear family they had was the Manson family. <laughs> the Democrats, not really a nuclear family. I only kid, I only kid. So here's uh, Mediate going to town. And I've got to say, I, uh, you know, that the, the, the possibility, the prospect, the, the uh, concern is a topic of conversation throughout the land. But Mediate decided to go back. Maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe they finally got around to watching the Tucker Carlson um, interview. That could be it. Am I right? Of course I'm right. You bet I'm right. Now, oh, I need to update you on something also. 
because I was talking about the uh, 12-year-old boy in Colorado Springs with the Gadsden flag, and uh, there is a uh, uh, an important update there because the, uh, the school has succumbed, and now it turns out the Colorado Springs School Board, the Board of Directors, has overruled the idiot school officials who claimed falsely, ignorantly, that the Gadsden flag... Uh, is rooted in slavery. It's rooted in the opposite of slavery. Uh, what a maroon, honestly. So the 12-year-old Jaden and his family, they won their their little uh, fight with the school board there. There was a video of young Jaden, 12 years old, being removed from class for displaying the Gadsden flag. What morons these people are. Honestly, you should be fired as a school teacher or administrator or uh, all of them should be fired probably handcuffed and uh, jailed. They should be thrown into that jail in Atlanta where everybody dies because Democrats. The video got uh, 9 million views. Uh, great stuff. So the, uh, the board of directors, they relented, and they said now that he can attend school with the Gag- Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. Well, that's, that's really big of you. That's, uh, thanks. thanks for that. Yesterday, the student returned with the patch still visible on his backpack, the school board wrote in a statement. Following the district's direction, Vanguard administrators pulled the student aside so that they could speak with his parents and the district. They had to speak to the district, too. Upon learning of these events, the Vanguard School Board of Directors called an emergency meeting over the Gadsden flag on a 12-year-old's backpack. What a bunch. You know, you're not educators. You're mental cases. From the Vanguard's founding, the Vanguard's founding, how about the nation's founding? We have proudly supported our Constitution, the Bill of Rights. <laughs> That's a good idea. And, and the ordered liberty, order, order, that all Americans have enjoyed for almost 250 years. The Vanguard School recognizes the historical significance of the Gadsden flag and its place in history. This incident is an occasion for us to reaffirm our deep commitment to a classical education, which is obviously not being provided now, in support of these American principles. At this time, the Vanguard School Board and the district have informed the student's family that he may attend school with the Gadsden flag patch visible on his backpack. Sincerely, the Vanguard School Board of Directors. Matt Hughes, Renee Chatham, Tracy Coons, Eric Kopich, and Kurt Peters. Thanks, kids. Thanks for catching up. Um, what about the punishment for the lynch mob that you guys are running there? Anything like that? Mm-mm-mm. Telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Ah, just crazy. <laughs> All right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to other stuff because got to. Oh yeah, I, I uh, that's uh, that's that's good. That's uh, that's fun. Hey, wait a minute. Are we in? Okay, thank you. All right, let's go to. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I never finished with this idiot on uh, on MSDNC either. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to number three just to to wrap up this dim wittery on uh, on MSDNC with uh, Andrea Mitchell because Ron DeSantis, a uh, white man, murdered three black people in Florida. And Ron DeSantis is being called a racist by elected Democrats and by the news media because that's what the party of lynching black people does, the Democrat Party. 
And again, the attack piece on page three of the Washington Post today in Jacksonville, shooting elicits grief and a call to action. Mourners decry white supremacy. Had nothing to do with white supremacy. This guy was a mental case who, again, had been involuntarily committed to an insane asylum, a mental institution, years ago. He's only 21 years old, uh, and um, he was when he committed the murders. And then he killed himself, which is a step saver. So thank you. Of course, the Democrats wouldn't execute him. You know, you see Joe Biden and the Democrats are looking to find a way out of giving Khalid Sheikh Mohammed the death penalty because they don't want to do that. So the Washington Post attacking him, and they uh, line up Democrats to call Ron DeSantis a racist because a white man shot three black people and murdered them in a horrible act. And um, and the meantime, you know, last weekend, seven black people were murdered in Chicago. I guess that's the mayor's fault, isn't it? Doesn't that make the black mayor a white supremacist? Because that makes sense, doesn't it? All right, so uh, number three, let's go back to to Trimaine Lee on MSDNC, who was brought on to accuse Ron DeSantis falsely, scurrilously, slanderously of all kinds of terrible things. For so many folks, the issue with that kind of language is that it places the onus on one individual and the actions of one individual, as opposed to a nationwide sickness of white supremacy in this country and the violence that it fuels. So uh, every time a black person commits a murder or a mass shooting, which is a daily occurrence, multiple times a day in the United States, is that an indictment of all black Americans? Because that's what this individual on MSDNC, the racist Trimaine Lee, is saying. And so as long as it's, he's a scumbag or as long as there's a mental health issue, you don't have to engage with the idea that there are um, you know, co-conspirators online. There are co-conspirators who create legislation that divide and other people. There are all these other forces that are contributing to this kind of violence. But as long as the act of one individual is just a scumbag, then you don't have to take the, the true issue head on. Okay, so that's uh, three. And first of all, I, I don't know that he's a white supremacist or not. It's just a term that they like to use to describe everybody that they're smearing and slandering because they're the left. You know how they are. They're them. They're, uh, honestly, they're the party of crime and murder and carjackings. <clears throat> they're the party that runs jails like the jail in Atlanta where 15 people died last year, where at least three have died this month in the jail. Um, whose system is that, Trimane? Tri- is that a, a Chinese food dish? Is that That's the... Uh, that's the thing. I'm trying to figure that out. Mm-mm-mm. Crazy man, crazy. Hey, you know, President Biden's uh, nefarious plan to introduce a corrupt digital dollar is already underway. And it's very important to understand the potential consequences of this scheme because, of course, contrary to their claims, the digital dollar is not in your best interest or mine or the best interest of the country on whose side they are not. Time is of the essence, so taking action now is a very smart thing to do to protect your savings and your your family's financial future. You can help protect your savings from the risks of the digital dollar by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. You get started by calling the experts at American Alternative Assets. Call American Alternative Assets today at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320 for guidance on safeguarding your retirement savings. 
Say no to Joe Biden's crazy digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20, 888-446-5320. Call them today. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, honestly, it's uh, the forest and the trees. Your Democrat Party, still racist after all these years. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Yes, and it is mailbag day as well, and I always have so much stuff. I'm getting the mailbag after the next break, but, but first, Mike the Lib has called in. Mike the Lib. We love Mike the Lib. And he's called in today to enlighten me, to inform me as to my misunderstandings of American history. Mike the Lib, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Yes, Chris. Hi, Mike the we've Lib. Many, hi. We've had many realignments of political parties in American history. We have. The most recent one was, was in the 1960s, which was the Civil Rights Movement. Oh, and this the, is the old Southern strategy when the Democrats stopped yeah. being racist. Yeah, you, yes, you need to, yes. you're not going to enlighten me. I'm going to enlighten you. You need to look up yeah. the New York Times story called The Myth of the Southern Strategy. This is the do si oh, when the Democrats, the party of Sheriff Bull Connor and George Wallace and Orville Faubus and uh, all oh. your racists. Uh, and then the, the Democrats said, hey, wait a minute. Richard Nixon did well in the South because the Democrats were burning our cities and burning our flag and and uh, rioting and opposing the Vietnam War because they're pro-communist. And so a lot of people who used to vote Democrat started voting Republican. And then the civil rights era won because, you know, Charlton Heston marching with Martin Luther King and stuff. And uh, now you're going to pretend that the realignment was that the Republicans became racist and the Democrats stopped being racist. They just slay 40% of the black population in the womb and harvest their organs set up the school-to-prison pipeline and and cities that are killing fields for black people. But you're the party of uh, saving black people now, not the Confederacy and Jim Crow and the Klan, right? We're not. No, we're not at all. You're, you're eating your phone. What happened, Mike the Lib? What happened? We're not at all, Chris. You know it. You're nine all? I said we're not at all that, Chris. Basically, yes. Very strong foreman. Strom, yeah, Republican. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, right. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, the Dixie Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, the Dixiecrat. Yeah, yeah, you got it all figured out there, Mike.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's mailbag day here on the Chris Plant Show. And I have my mailbag questions right in front of me here. So I got to get to my mailbag stuff. Which means I'm not going to get to some audio I wanted to get to. But that's the way of the world, isn't it? You know, can't always get what you want. Speaking of which, the Associated Press is reporting today that a left-wing judge, a judge's illness delays sentencing for ex-Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio, who they're lynching because he's uh, black and uh, on our side and a Cuban-American and a perfectly nice guy who did pretty much nothing. But, you know, when you're a conservative, the left lynches you. Just like the old Democrat, and Mike the Lib will enjoy this, just like the old Democrat sheriffs and prosecutors and juries in the South in the old days, this is what the Democrats are up to today. It's the same thing. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, only worse, as the Who used to sing. The sentencing for former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Tarrio, who was convicted of orchestrating the far-right extremist group's attack their pro-Western civilization. That's their thing. Four Proud Boys were stabbed in Washington, D.C., by, including Enrique Tarrio, by members of Black Lives Matter in Washington, D.C. Four of them. They didn't stab anybody. They didn't shoot anybody. But for including a woman, Bevelyn Beatty, who was stabbed by Democrats in Washington, D.C. Enrique Tarrio stabbed by Democrats. And he was targeted. And his uh, woman friend, Bevelyn Beatty also targeted and stabbed by Democrats, Black Lives Matter. So the sentencing for former Proud Boys national leader Enrique Terrio, um, orchestrating the far-right extremist group's attack on the U.S. Capitol after Donald Trump lost. He wasn't even in Washington on January 6th. He was in another state. Has been delayed until next week because the judge hearing the case became sick I think the judge was already sick. Prosecutors are seeking 33 years behind bars for Tario, who has been scheduled uh, for sentencing on Wednesday. That would also be the longest sentence so far among hundreds of capital riot cases. President Trump has to win so he can pardon him because this is a lynching and nothing short of lynching. Tario had already been arrested and ordered to leave Washington, D.C. by the time Proud Boys members joined the thousands of Trump supporters storming the Capitol on January 6, 2021. A couple hundred actually misbehaved as lawmakers met to certify Joe Biden's election victory, where he won by, uh, um, and I'm sorry I had to be corrected on this, not by 10 million votes, but by 16 million votes. My friend Seton Motley uh, corrected me on this because I keep saying 10 million votes. He won by 10 million. Seton Motley points out, no, he won by 16 million votes. In fact, millions more. You know, voter turnout had always been about 60%. But when Joe Biden won, it was 66%. 
and he won by 16 million votes, more than more than Barack Obama won, because 16 million racist Democrats didn't vote for Obama when they had the chance twice. But 16 million racist Democrats voted for Joe Biden, who campaigned from his basement with a bowl of cocoa puffs in his lap, watching episodes of Hazel on the 19-inch black-and-white TV with rabbit ears, because Joe Biden. So the, uh, the judge is uh, sick and, and uh, couldn't possibly come in and sentence the political enemies of the Democrat Party. Pretty amazing stuff. Tario was the top target in one of the most important capital riot cases prosecuted by Joe Biden's Justice Department. He and three lieutenants were convicted in May of charges including seditious conspiracy. The Democrats are engaged in multiple seditious conspiracies right now. Pretty amazing stuff. But uh, the Democrats are they're not really even a recognizable American party. Amazing stuff. The Oath Keepers founder. You know, people take the oath when they join the military, become police officers or elected office, and then you become an Oath Keeper. And some people believe that the oath stands even after you leave the military. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes got 18 years for seditious conspiracy. These need to be overturned because this is crazy. U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly, who postponed the sentencing shortly before it was to take place on Wednesday, isn't bound by prosecutors' recommendations when he sentences Tario. He should be sentenced to time served and uh, let go for being an American patriot. He wasn't even there, but never mind that. I need to get to uh, more outrage, just more outrage. From a corrupt Justice Department, a corrupt justice system, and corrupt Democrats who are really leftists, who have secured power and are abusing it at every turn. Amazing. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, mailbag. Mailbag time. And let me go to, uh, I still have two hours of material in front of me that I want to get to. Mailbag day. George would like to know, this is a people sent in to our, you know, mailbag questions to Facebook and to Twitter um, and uh, even the U.S. mail. Now, George wants to know, will Democrats be successful in blocking Trump from the ballot in enough states to prevent him from being a viable candidate? I read to you yesterday from a seditious conspiracy piece in the Washington Post written by Jennifer Gums Rubin, Jennifer Rubin, and the Washington Post, where she was out in the open. A bunch of left-wing uh, lawyers are calling for left-wing attorneys general in states across the United States to decertify President Trump, and uh, therefore his name would not appear on the ballots in Michigan and Georgia and Pennsylvania, where there was chicanery in 2020, all three of those states. And they're looking, they're engaged in out in the open in a seditious conspiracy to defraud the American people and uh, subvert and corrupt our electoral process by preventing President Trump from appearing on ballots in multiple states. That is a seditious conspiracy. And Jennifer Rubin was writing about it, but Lawrence Tribe at Harvard, Harvard University, law professor, radical left-winger, and a bunch of his uh, co-conspirators are working uh, behind the curtain in a uh, conspiracy which is seditious to deny President Trump um, the presidency by denying him a place on the ballots in these states, uh, enough states to 
make sure that he could never win the presidency because they're, they're uh, corrupt and they're engaged in a seditious conspiracy. Now, will they be successful? They're going to do their, their best. And they may have to burn a bunch of places down and loot a bunch of places and attack a bunch of police stations and police and police cars and things in order to accomplish it. Uh, will they be successful? I hope not. But uh, it's a very corrupt time we're living in in the United States of America. So I wouldn't rule it out. Ron in Alexandria wants to know, do you host Newsmax live or is it pre-taped? My 9 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday Newsmax show, Chris Plant and the Right Squad. That's our, that's our show. Um, do we pre-tape or tape it live? Which do you prefer? That's a fun question. Now, the show is on 9 o'clock Eastern. And let me say, I begin my workday at 5 a.m. Eastern. And uh, in large part because of that, we pre-tape the show. Um, we try to tape it so that we're done by 5 or a little after 5 p.m. Um, you know, and everybody on the show, the families and all that stuff. And But uh, working from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. nonstop without a break and then going home. Doesn't sound like my idea of fun. So the good people at Newsmax, uh, Chris Ruddy and Elliot Jacobson, have uh, helped me out and accommodated me. And we do pre-tape the show. That is a fact. And which do I prefer? On you know, we're we're uh, pretty good at uh, pre-taping. But you know what? There's something to be said for live, because then it doesn't matter what happens. You just keep going. You know. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of fun. I think live TV. You know, live radio obviously is is uh, my life, and I love that. So uh, we do pre-tape. But, you know, we, gotta, we keep it fresh. You got to keep it fresh. Alan in Herndon asks, if Trump chose you to be his vice president, would you accept? We would miss you on the radio if you did accept, it says. Maybe you could still do my radio show. It's just vice president. Kamala Harris could do a three-hour radio show. Nobody would know she was missing, you know. <laughs> now, uh, I've got to say, now, I'm not sure if I were on the ticket with President Trump and he was running for office, I'm not sure I'd help, although I am a silver-tongued devil, aren't I? I um, I'm extremely articulate, more than, well, let's just say Kevin McCarthy <laughs> or Kamala Harris, um, uh, for that matter. Now, uh, if uh, President Trump were president and, and he had a vice president already and his vice president decided to move on to greener pastures, and then he came to me and said, Chris, you and only you can be vice president of the United States. I, of course, it would be the greatest honor of uh, a lifetime, and I would uh, certainly say yes to being vice president of the United States. It would be an amazing honor, and I think that I could articulate American values uh, very eloquently, and I'd, I'd have to rein myself in a little bit, of course, but uh, I think I'd be an excellent vice president, uh, and... Um, you know, I don't know if you want to be president of the United States. It's, uh, it's not the greatest job in the world. But if it uh, fell to me, uh, then I would straighten up and fly right. And uh, I would do my best. And honestly, I think I would serve our country well. I do. I think I'd serve our country well. It would be, the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, the honor of, a life, of 10 lifetimes. Um, and it would be impossible to say no if uh, President Trump said, Chris, you have to be my vice president. I think it would be impossible to say no. Mike says, and I'd still want to do the radio show. <laughs> Mike asks the question, if you could pick one former president, dead or living, to serve in the White House again, 
Who would it be and why? Well, I have a particular fondness for Ronald Reagan, of course. Having met uh, President Reagan many times, I have many great pictures of myself with Ronald Reagan uh, as a proof of purchase. But um, I happen to be particularly fond of President Reagan and the way that he uh, managed the country and the world and, uh, and his job with aplomb and with uh, uh, casual, um, charming, endearing. The left hated him, of course, because of all those things. Not in spite of all those things, but because of all those things. And I tend to favor Ronald Reagan. Now, at the same time, we have had many great presidents. I think Dwight David Eisenhower might be a good fit today. Uh, again, a very calm presence, a cool hand, a man who smashed the Socialist Workers' Party of Adolf Hitler in Europe in World War II, came to the United States, a soft-spoken man, became president of the United States, built the interstate highway system, which we did not have before uh, Dwight Eisenhower. Um, uh, he uh, kept the world safe and, uh, and sane. And uh, Dwight Eisenhower, really a, a, a remarkable and outstanding man, American Caesar. And it might be a perfect time for a Dwight Eisenhower-like figure right now to calm the roiled waters and to call out the left on who they are and what they're doing. Uh, he might be excellent. Um, you know, maybe a Reagan-Eisenhower ticket, a co-presidency. That'd be great. And, uh, and Jeff and I were talking about this a little earlier. And I said, you know, funny thing, John F. Kennedy if he were to become president today, would be a Republican. Because, you know, though he was shot in the head and murdered by a communist, or the CIA, he, um, all of his policies and his worldviews, we'd ask him to not cheat on his wife so much uh, today. You know, especially with fiddle and faddle, those uh, Russian agents that he was. Uh, but he was a Democrat. John F. Kennedy, if John, he, you know, he's to the right of Mitt Romney, uh, for sure. And uh, John F. Kennedy might be an interesting figure today to bring back because the Democrats would say, oh, we're a reincarnated Democrat. John F. Kennedy's come forward from the past and he's president again. And then they'd find out that uh, a Democrat then had the values and the policies of a Republican now. But it'd be Reagan. Eisenhower might be my second choice. Then I'd have to go way back in time to, you know, have a George Washington. I think George Washington want nothing to do with it today. <laughs> I think he's happy where he is. Eric Werga says, what's your favorite political pseudonym? Carlos Danger. Carlos Danger. Remember who is Carlos Danger? That's, uh, you know, Antony Weiner, right? Antony Weiner is Carlos Danger. That was one of his, with the 15-year-old girl that he was uh, trying to, you know, online, uh, Carlos Danger, because they're all freaks, you know. And, of course, the um, Joe Biden, the President of the United States, He's got, uh, he's got all kinds of uh, pseudonyms that he uses, multiple pseudonyms. Yeah, but Anthony Weiner, who's a porn creep, child uh, predator, child sexual predator, uh, that was uh, Anthony Weiner. He's, he was married to Hummel Weiner, of course, uh, and uh, they're both uh, Clinton people. They were introduced by the Clintons, and they're creepy. So my favorite, Carlos Danger, J.R.B. Ware, that's uh, one of Joe Biden's pseudonyms that he uses, uh, or Pierre Delecto, or Pierre Delecto, of course, just mentioned him, Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, they're all pretty good, um, except Carlos Danger is good because he's a child sexual predator. Pierre Delecto because he's an effete elitist, and it sounds like an effete elitist thing. J.R.B. Ware 
uh, is Joe Biden, one of uh, several. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Carlos Danger because it's kind of funnier. And what would your pseudonym be if you had one? Mine would probably be uh, uh, Chris. Probably be Chris. My, my, uh, I have no interest in having uh, pseudonyms because I like being me. My mother raised me right, and I'm happy being me. I don't need any pseudonyms. I've never used a pseudonym. If I were to use one, it would be my real name, my birth name, Christopher Orteig, O-R-T-E-I-G. I'd go uh, bet which I was my name until I was five years old, Christopher Orteig. So I'd go with my my birth name as my, my pseudonym because it wouldn't really be a pseudonym at all, would it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and a nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. That's a storybook, man. That's storybook. My friend uh, Brian sent me a text listening to uh, Brian Doherty, listening to the radio show. Suggesting that I should be vice president of the United States, he said that I'm the first mainstream white guy to come along who's articulate and bright and clean. And he says that storybook. I, uh, that's very flattering. Thank you, Brian. I'm the first mainstream white guy to come along who's articulate and bright and clean, just like, just like Joe Biden said of Barack Obama. Uh, and I have uh, so many moving parts. Uh, my friend Mark Paoletta sent along a... Uh, a tweet of Clarence Thomas standing in front of the Gadsden flag, the great Clarence Thomas, greatest of all time, the Supreme Court justice. And uh, Mark says, well done, Jaden, the 12-year-old in Colorado. Meet another patriot who loves America, Clarence Thomas, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Great stuff. Thank you, Mark and Brian. And we have one more question from Helen, Helen W., in Charleston, South Carolina, who says, you know, Xi Jinping knows who's really running the U.S. now. Putin knows who's really running the U.S. now, but the American people do not know who's really running the U.S. now. Please tell us and name names who's really running the United States. Because Joe Biden, you know, uh, Helen says, says, is it Obama? Because Biden is nursing home level. He can't truly be in charge. And um, I would certainly agree with you, Helen. And the, the story is, and it's come up in the White House briefing, that the Obama people, not only they populate the Biden administration uh, all over the place, but the uh, Biden agents who are not in the government now. And have you noticed how quiet Barack Obama has been? He's kind of vanished into his multi-million dollar oceanfront estates and traveling on super yachts and private jets. Uh, but there have been questions asked, and and Cringe actually admitted at a White House briefing 
that Obama people are in daily contact with the Biden White House people. And there is good reason to believe that sock puppet Joe is just a front man for the Obama machine while he makes tens of millions from corrupt leftists, mostly media oligarchs. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 